Hi, and welcome. I'm Jim Fries, and this is The Conversation, a podcast airing viewpoints on the impact of artificial intelligence on business and society. The Conversation is presented by Interactions, a conversational AI company that builds intelligent virtual assistants capable of human-level communication and understanding. In this episode, we'll discuss AI and voice as it pertains to the entertainment industry, answering questions like, what does the emergence of voice technology mean for voiceovers and voice acting? What can technology companies learn from the entertainment world when casting an AI-powered voice for their brand? We're joined by Jim Kennelly, the owner of Lotus Productions, an audio recording studio in New York's Flatiron District. Jim has over 30 years of experience finding the right voice for all kinds of media. Jim, welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Jim. I'm very happy to be here. Great to join you. Yeah, I was actually, I'm really looking forward to this one for, for many reasons. We're going to dive into some really interesting topics. So maybe that we could kick it off. You uh, could detail how you've seen over the course of the past few years technology impacting the voiceover world. Sure, it's a great question. One of the biggest effects of technology in the voiceover industry right now is speed. The need to update programs, to update commercials, to uh, share information with your clients, to share brand information. You get data back so quickly that they're able to analyze the effect of a commercial, an e-lesson, some sort of a voice prompt. They get that information back so quickly to, and analyze it, they can update it. So speed is the number one thing that's uh, affecting the voiceover industry. Speed and point-to-point technology are the biggest game changers right now. Interesting. So how have you seen AI in particular uh, impact the industry? Well, we always make the comparison between the AI coming into uh, society the way radio came into society in the late 20s, early 30s. You have this technology, radio, that everybody knew worked. Everybody was very happy to put it into their homes. But then the problem became, what do we do with it? Uh, so there was a generation of men and women who uh, the, built the foundation of this industry. Uh, they were given the responsibility to come up with programs and come up with shows. And that's the big influence that AI is having now. It's, it's giving a whole rebirth to the voiceover business because obviously for actors and creative people, for writers, directors, producers, we see them coming into the industry because they're going to have to write conversational dialogue and that's going to require some different talents. Could I assume from what you're saying that you think the, the advent of AI is going to have as big an impact as the introduction of radio did? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think without a doubt. Particularly what's unique about AI where it's really heading down the road, it's there's going to be so many individual personalities that are needed to communicate. Obviously, radio stations had disc jockeys and certain personalities, but brands are going to need to know that they're culturally relevant in every market. Consumers today are so used to specific responses, variety and specific responses. I'd really be interested in hearing a little bit about the process of casting voices. What do you consider when casting voice actors for projects in the entertainment world? Casting is, is start, it starts with a conversation. We have to talk to the brands, see who their audience is, who they may already know that, or they may be trying to find an audience. We get words from them like we want it to be conversational, or we want it to be millennial-like, or we want it to be like on a podcast. Those words lead us to the type of actors we're going to go to. It sounds like there are certain qualities of human voice that are particularly impactful in the context of brand representations or or whatever message is trying to be delivered. There's so many distinctive voices. I think about somebody like James Earl Jones as as Darth Vader and and how that voice is more the persona than 
what the character looked like. So I'm wondering, you know, are there things like tone, depth, accent, cadence of speech that you kind of consider when you're casting and, and how do you know which attributes are right? We do factor exactly those things in. How quickly you want the copy to be read or how slowly do you want the copy to be read? Is it an anthem piece and it's going to be played in a very large room one time? Well, then you may want a James Earl Jones type voice that slows the copy down and brings the importance to this message. Or if it's uh, Raymore and Flanagan, which is a big furniture store in the Northeast, they may want something quick and rapid that says delivery in three days. I have to say, you know, listening to you talk about that, when we build virtual assistants for, for customers of ours, we work with them on personas. And you know, we think that the voice, uh, the language, whether it's a, a woman or a man, we think it very much should reflect the brand attributes. We do think it's important. And customers take it very seriously. And we really advise them to think about the persona they're trying to manifest. Well, I think that's absolutely right. As consumers, we're groomed to expect boundless options. So it stands to reason that uh, the range of AI personalities in the future is really going to explode. But one of the things that's holding AI back on that, from that right now is that it requires a lot of intensive manual effort to create these personas, these sonic identities, to make them have a conversational feel. What you're trying to do is make the personality be approachable. So the whole trick is to get these machine learning AI systems to interact with people because then you get more data. The more the people interact with it, you get more data. The, the, and the system can't learn if it doesn't get to interact with the human being that it's supposed to be working with. So it just takes time. So you just touched on a topic that I want to talk about. I read an article you wrote in Backstage Magazine last year on the history of voice and entertainment and the recent impact of AI on its trajectory. Uh, in it, you mentioned uh, that as people become more comfortable with AI assistance, Brands will be looking for voice actors to help them build what you just referenced a couple minutes ago, sonic identities, the voice of a particular brand like Siri for Apple or Alexa for Amazon. Have you seen the concept of sonic identities impacting voiceover and voiceover acting? I think we're just starting to see it. Uh, when we talk to companies that want to create these personas, they're not like advertising agencies or production companies of the past who had people who were very familiar with casting and had people on staff who would bring talent to them. Uh, these are companies, I've been at a number of conventions, and you sit at a table and they're like, if we give you copy, can you get us some 30-year-old women who sound like mothers? Can you do that for us? And I'm like, I can do that before I even get out of this seat. I can do that within an hour. I can have voices for you. So there's a whole world of production companies uh, that are a little more on the engineering side and they're maybe not as involved on the artistic side. So the voiceover community, we're going to bring our artistic expertise to these engineers, and then they're going to start to create these uh, conversational user interfaces, these CUIs, that people are just really going to dig. They're going to love this experience. Do you think there's anybody out there yet who is doing a, a good job of starting to develop a, a sonic identity? Is there a brand out there that you think of as kind of the gold standard? I don't know if there's a gold standard one. You know, you see a lot of uh, flash briefing or skills on Alexa, and they have jokes, and there's things like that. But what we're seeing right now is almost like the top layer. It's the beginning of it. And as uh, people were to become more like conversation, uh, to become more like what we're able to do right here, where you and I have cues, and we understand how to have a conversation, we stop and start. They're going to bring voice actors in to create that experience. But then slowly, this engineering underneath is going to fade away. And as it becomes invisible, it'll really feel like a conversation. So we have to get beyond jokes and things like that or simple storytelling. 
there's a lot of uh, response type programs out there, but we we're really interested in the world that goes deeper than that. So that's interesting. We we actually see things that are similar in our business where our conversational AI virtual assistant replaces something called speech-enabled IVR, which allows consumers to speak, but it limits what they can say. So in other words, the consumer is prompted to say something like, you can say things like billing. It's it's very limiting, and in the process, it requires humans to adapt to the technology, and what we believe and what we try to do is to have the technology adapt to humans. It's not uncommon when we roll out an initial application and you go from telling people what they're allowed to say, like you can press one for this or two for that, and instead it's an open-ended question saying, how may I help you? Um, what we often find is that the intents are different than what they thought when they initially developed it. Um, do, have you ever had an experience, or does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. The responses that people give to these um, these smart devices, they're always challenging them. I think it's very common that you think that your client's going to go right with, with your brand, and all of a sudden they go left with it. So I think that'll happen a lot. But again, that building and testing is what's going to make the voiceover business explode again as we look at three, five, ten years down the road. Yeah, and it, you're hitting on another key point, which is it's it's about data. I mean, AI is all about data. And, you know, it's an iterative, at least our experience is, it's an iterative process. And, and you learn as you as you roll uh, something out. And, and it gets to the point you were making earlier about speed. Speed is so critically important to be able to adapt quickly because when you have data, you can learn pretty quickly. Right. And if you don't keep people entertained... They'll just drop, you know, they'll drop the system. That's why you need voice actors to deliver the nuance that'll hold people's attention and they'll start to use it more. You'll gather more data. And as you gather more data, you can even program back the responses even better. So that's why you have to, that's why the voice actors will be an important part of it. You know, there's a place for a robotic voice that's straight up if you're saying, you know, the next flight to Philadelphia is at gate 629. Well, that's nice. I don't need a dramatic voice to tell me that. But if you're going to start to tell me about types of music that I might prefer, uh, and now you know I like jazz, and we go a little deeper into jazz, or the type of movies I might start to enjoy, uh, here are some suggestions. You're going to want a friend to say that. You know, human conversation, you don't like boring people, so obviously you don't want your AI to be boring when you deal with it. You want it to have an exciting personality, to sort of to match yours. The, the ultimate goal is to make the personality of the AI to be like the consumer who's using it. Yeah, um, I was thinking of asking you a fun question, and so here it is. Uh, I'm wondering if you think I have a future as a voiceover actor. <laughs> absolutely. Well, <laughs> absolutely everyone. <laughs> everyone does because, uh, well, we've entered the world of uh, voiceovers now where it's when I started, it was a world of like deep, strong male announcers. And, you know, when E.F. When e. Hutton talks, people listen. And that was important. And there was variations on that. But basically, that was the voiceover world. But as we came into the 2000s, we see a transition out of that. Uh, we've had a whole world of, uh, you know, the last 10 years, it's all been about conversational reads, conversational reads, uh, which, again, was pointing towards AI. But now we've actually moved beyond conversational reads, and now we're starting to see where they're looking for millennial-type reads. They want a podcast type of read. So when we look for it, we've spent some time recently looking at people who do do podcasts, not necessarily our voiceover actors, but they do podcasts because they handle large amounts of uh, information, and they talk in this very relaxed, cool, kind of chill way. And 
this is a voice that brands are asking us for. So so no voice is ever ruled out. So your voice is in, Jim. All right. I'm glad I still have potential in that career. So one last question for you. You know, in a lot of industries, AI is creating a fear that it's going to displace jobs and uh, take over jobs that humans are doing today. Do you see that apprehension in the entertainment industry at all? Yes, you do see that a lot. There's a, a fear of synthesized voices. Uh, obviously, the AI is going to slowly be able to respond if you have this wealth of captured sound, words, and sentences. But I think they're still going to need you know, voice actors to create the nuance, to really develop a character, to even help create the illusion of a conversation. That's always going to be needed. I don't see it taking jobs away from the industry for like far, far, far into the future. You might be worried about that, but certainly not in the next 10 years. That's not even, they're not even close to that technology. Yeah, sometimes it always takes longer than people think. So, hey, uh, Jim, this has been fantastic. Thank you. It's been my pleasure also. You know, we really look forward to a world where we really just talk to our smart speakers and not at them. Uh, I think that's what's coming next for the voiceover industry. And uh, it's going to be fun to be a part of creating this brand new industry, just like men and women in the radio years in the 1930s did it. Now it's our responsibility to do it. And we should have fun being creative, bringing art and science together. That's a good occupation. It is, and I, I, I love the analogy of, of uh, the advent of, of AI um, being as impactful or potentially even more impactful than the introduction of the radio. I think that's a, that's a great thing for us to think about, and uh, I want to thank you for your time. This is fantastic, and uh, best of luck. Okay, thank you, Jim. Best of luck to you, and uh, enjoy the rest of this uh, rest of the podcast. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. On the next episode of The Conversation, join us for a discussion on AI, automation, and the future of work with prolific author and Boston-based professor Tom Davenport. This episode of The Conversation was recorded at the PRX Podcast Garage in Alston, Massachusetts, and produced by Interactions, a Massachusetts-based conversational AI company. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Conversation. I'm Jim Fries. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.